Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Squared, I mean, uh, Without Context Podcast. Um, you'll see that Sharky has returned to us from 2016. Yes, between the recording <laughs> session last night and the recording session today, I had to shave for work and I hate it, so... I didn't Everyone have a choice in the, in the matter. talk about how Sharky looks good, no matter if he has a beard or not. I can do this, though, You're now. Cheap. My beard, like, hits so much that I can just, like, do this now. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, You're like, just channeling bold and brash. <laughs> Back to looking like uh, my fucking Ed-shaped ass from Ed and Eddie. <laughs> we also I'm... have Haley. Uh, Hi! Haley is Love back for me. another episode. Yeah. Um... We're going to actually talk about wrestling, which is why I was making that joke about, you know, welcome to Square Triangle. Um, oh, we're going to specifically talk about how Haley got into wrestling and uh, who she pack bonded with to get there. <laughs> People watching the video version of this will know right away based on the T-shirt that I'm currently wearing over top of what I wore to work today. Uh, but <laughs> we'll just we'll start. I guess what, what where we'll start is like, because um, a lot of people get into wrestling a lot differently. I have in my brain a core memory of it's like a Saturday Night main event from like the early '90s. Uh, Hulk Hogan is climbing the old blue cage that they had, um, and he's just like climbing it for some reason, and I don't I don't know any context about it. It's just like something that's seared into the back of my head. Um, so I'm always curious to know about how other people get into wrestling. Yeah. And what's his name? Um, well, my story is actually super embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I, so longtime listeners of the podcast will remember that we've done an episode where Sharky and Decca explain wrestling to me. And if you go back and watch that, it does not like penetrate the thickness <laughs> of this skull. Like, a girly didn't get it, and then I saw some videos on the Yield Clock app, and now I kind of get it. <laughs> um, Good. So I have, as, as Deca so eloquently put, I have pack bonded with one Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> I am so sad that I couldn't get my mommy's always on top shirt in time. I know. The it took ages for me to get this shirt when it I ordered it, it takes several a while. months ago. Like even outside of the holiday rush, which will age this video or whatever. Yeah. But I think one of the last uh without context is that we're doing before the holidays, much like the last uh session we did for Square Triangle was the last before the new year. That time of year yeah. where everybody's busy now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just started seeing like super cute videos of Dom being Dom and Rhea being Rhea. And I was just like, I wish I could go back and read the like messages I was sending to Deco of just like, I get it. <laughs> like, who is this? What's who his is story? This person? Like, why is he beefing with his dad? Do we hate his dad? <laughs> We that actually we talked about it. Uh, actually, uh -huh. Deck and I mentioned this last night. We're going to go on a little a little lore trip here in this episode <laughs> uh, because the story of Dominic actually begins uh, in 2006. roughly 2000, 2005, 2006. Well, I remember this. Deck told me about this. Yeah. I actually I, I told you very briefly. 
This is I just going to be like... I have his Wikipedia page up on my other screen, so I'm just like looking at his that stupid is... little mullet. If you just see me over here just like eeing, it's because that's I the have most, a That's now. the most Haley shit you've ever said in your entire life. <laughs> what the... I've got his Wikipedia page open just in case. <laughs> well, I have, I have one on the Judgment Day open. I have one on Dom and Rhea. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to look stupid in front of the listener. <laughs> <laughs> that's valid. <laughs> Meanwhile, well, I'm going to say something that's objectively wrong at some point. Yeah. I dare you to correct me. So this all, like we're saying, like this all started when we were simping for Rhea Ripley in our, uh, in our group chats and everything. I think even before she arrived in Judgment Day, mm-hmm. uh, it was just like she was just there. And then she joined up with Judgment Day and sort of came out and like on her own here as like this pseudo leader of these this wily band of four dudes and she picked up a little man named dominic mysterio every little man's fantasy and i love him your honor my favorite thing is like the journey to getting to this point involves you know Rhea also choking out Dom with her thighs, which I think is everybody's uh, yeah, dream every here. Small, every every, every shrewd boy's fantasy. I mean, we're gonna look back on this and call it a meat cute. Yeah. How did you two meet? Oh well, I was choking Ch- him out with my thighs. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what they say at the marriage counseling. Oh my god. I don't even Stop. know. I'm thinking about like what the title says. I don't even know at this point. So we're just gonna. Just Haley talk gets wrestling now. Haley gets wrestling now. Uh, but With we an mentioned... asterisk. <laughs> there needs to be an asterisk for reasons I will explain later in the book. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Because uh, I think that angle started like late 2005. Yeah. So getting to uh, just to kind of set the stage here, he began training for wrestling in 2017. Two years later, he debuts into the company, WWE, alongside his father, Rey Mysterio, as a father-son tag team. Uh, the first father-son tag team to actually win a tag team championship, which is a cool little uh, bit of trivia there. And since then has gone on to do his own thing. Dominic Mysterio had appeared on WWE TV as early back as 2004, 2005, in an infinite, ma- an infamous match with Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero, uh, the custody of Dom ladder match, <laughs> where the custody papers are suspended from a briefcase. Can and- we talk for like one minute? Sure. Yes, when, absolutely. When Dega <laughs> shared this piece of information to me, um, one thing I want the viewers to understand is... I am having a difficult time separating art from reality when it comes to wrestling because they use their, like, not Rhea, but, like, Dom's using his, like, name, yes. sort of. Mm-hmm. And I know nothing about these people in their real lives, so everything I see is on wrestling stuff. Mm-hmm. And the fact that a company put... He was born in 1997, so in, Correct. like, yes. 2006, he was, like... He was, like, 12. How, yeah. Yeah. How in God's name were they like, this is a great idea to no, put we're this fucking st- bad at we're bad at math. This is, he's like eight years old. We're bad yeah, like, at math. Yeah. Here. Small, I'm not worried about it. I said I was gonna say like, something wrong. Even, like even worse, honestly, like why are you putting this like literal baby on TV and making like 
did he know that he was like it, like obviously there probably wasn't a question of I, like paternity for dom i we fully have answers to those questions i fully believe i i'm looking it up here because i also have a feeling i know who actually booked this match uh i feel like was this it? i feel like this is a vince russo match but i'm just clarifying is, uh well if uh, Vince Russo is like the Neil Gaiman uh, of wrestling in that he needs don't, someone to say, no, that's a stupid idea. Don't compare him to Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman does not deserve that. Yes, he, 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 if you watched Good Omen season two, you'd know. <laughs> he's the I just, God, he's the, he's the Hideo Kojima. No, he's the J.J. Abrams of TV shows. My I just ambitious I is a word. I want to be in that writer's room like I this is why sure. I actually I have like literal beef with Rey Mysterio because he and like by extension his wife had to his okay wife. this storyline yeah. and put their like literal child mm -hmm. in that situation which like I think you and I talked about it Decca that like no, he it, had it, like actual issues them. in his real yeah. life because of this what did you call it a ladder match yeah. Yes. Well, do I so, even want to, to know what one of those are? So the object of a ladder match is to climb the ladder, grab the thing that's on top, and boom, you win. Yeah, there's something but suspended. You're also, like beating the crud out of yeah, each other. Yeah, there's yes. something suspended. The there's something suspended above the ring. You have to have a ladder to reach it. And yes, the ladder it's, is often used as a weapon I, and stuff like that. I just remember seeing a clip of like toe-headed blonde baby Dom. Yeah, just looking like on the verge of tears on national. Like I assume this was like a national television yes. broadcast. It's a pay per view, yes. And a pay per view. Horrendous, absolutely horrendous. So, and the okay. fact that like his legal guardians okayed that is why I don't care if their beef right now is an act. I have legitimate real beef with one Ray Mysterio. <laughs> yeah, that's um, fucked. One of the one of the things that uh, like because. I I've been I don't want to say studying, but I got back into wrestling in like 2007 ish. So the angle had long passed or not long passed, but it's been a couple years. Um, and one of the things that I had looked into around that time is like, yeah, that was fucked. Like uh, Dom had like actual real issues of like that, that like that. It's that character bleed thing, right? That I, I talk about when we talk about like D&D &D stuff. Of like you don't know what's real and what isn't, and you need that moment to decompress. And I don't think he ever got it. Um, and judging by Sharky's wikiing, he might have an actual uh, actual answer for that. But like, I don't th like judging by no. how he acted and how he was after the fact. I don't think he got there for a very long time. Yeah, I do. Uh, so I can't find much about it. I believe for a fact if I looked into it, you know, maybe it did. Dominic was eight years old. I don't think he understood that mm -hmm. wrestling is a show, not a real thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Does there that are... now? Question: Here's the thing: Does that fit yeah. perfectly into how WWE used to do things? Absolutely. They yeah, were a shit sure. company back in the early 2000s. Uh, yeah. I was actually looking up more. Uh, surprisingly, we. I wanted to see when we lost Eddie Guerrero again. Mm -hmm. it, was, uh, it was not long after that. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero he died. died. He Eddie Guerrero died in 2005. Uh, was this the one that you sent me the video where the person like 
they were doing a stunt and then the stunt went poorly. No, no, no. that was Owen Hart. Okay, okay. That was. I was like, oh my god. No, <laughs> that was like 1995. Uh, no, Eddie Guerrero. Okay. Eddie Guerrero was a beloved wrestler. Uh, probably one of I think mine, Decca, and X is one of our, probably our favorite wrestlers. Just in mm. general, probably taken far too young. Uh, I mean, what well, he was like still forties, fifties. Yeah, he, 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 he was heart. Had. He had heart. Like mm-hmm. it was just one of those fan favorites. Uh, that feud for the Dominic for the custody of Dom was like the last major feud he had. That's all to completion, mm-hmm. like in terms of storyline. Because then everything after that was like Survivor Series or Mr. Kennedy, which nobody remembers. And remember all this that match that that was as it was starting to get into the bad mid two thousands era. Yeah, uh, and then you know he was found by his nephew in the hotel room. Eddie Guerrero passed away. Uh, which set us off a weird domino effect that eventually leads us to Chris Benoit. And it's just this whole rough time mm-hmm. of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Mm. That made like mainstream. Because yeah. Chris Benoit... I remember hearing about that in my mom. Like, I think I read about it in one of my mom's People magazines. Yeah, mm. uh, Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero were great friends and coupled with the fact that Chris Benoit had head trauma that they weren't diagnosing it just it all led to a big tragedy. It was all bad news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, back to Dom. Yeah, he probably could not differentiate. And then five, like, 2017, 12 and years later. That, so, <laughs> so like going back to that for a sec, even yeah. in in having that strong emotion of like, I hate this person, you know, air quotes here because it's a work um, for Eddie Guerrero. And then like six to 13 months later he dies and everyone's mourning yeah and, and he's got to be confused at that point because the thing yeah. is eddie and ray knew each other for a long time like mm-hmm. even back before they were both in wwe back when they were wrestling in wcw and all that like they were always together so eddie was a member of their family more or less mm-hmm. and you have this crazy storyline for this eight-year-old where this guy who you've probably called like uncle eddie is now saying that he's your dad and your dad's angry. (laughs) Not to mention, like, what a weird position to, like, ask your wife to put herself into. Like, hey, babe, can we pretend that you cheated on me with my very close friend and then are having me raise his son secretly? Like, I'm sorry, but... I would love to see the like HR ethics department of this. <laughs> so I want to. Let's not get into that. We don't have enough time for that. Uh, I would say uh, that back in 2005, WWE did not have an HR department. <laughs> Let's just. Yeah. Let, yeah, for sure. There. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're going to scoot past that one. We don't have time to process all that. Let's, let's get to. Um, I think on I mean, a uh, on a related note, I don't think I think that, yes, it was probably weird to ask Ray's wife if she would be cool with that. Like, how do you start that conversation? Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, I think there are some wrestlers that they enjoy doing that. I think uh, currently now, Decca, I think Miro and CJ Perry are playing a long personal game with it for themselves and nobody else is in on the like, joke. They're just like <laughs> educate each other. Yeah, because Miro's a hot and flexible wife, as she's called in AEW. Her words, her words okay, are as long as recruiting. She's, she's recruiting like other wrestlers to fight her husband. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> and I'm queen. like I'm like there. And I'm like, is she doing this to like 
This is make this a mirror a like thing. It's like, no, it's, you no, have a humiliation no. kink without I'm, telling me. What I'm like, <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm like, kink. she's doing this so Mero can like be angry and be attractive again to her. And I'm like, this is just a long con that they're both playing <laughs> right now. <laughs> this is some kink thing that no one else is aware why, of. Why it's, did I agree to do this podcast? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. so it's a weird situation to be in, and it's back in like this weird era of WWE. And then Dominic disappears for a bit. He just because he's a literal child. Yes. yes. Twelve years go later, go and do kid things. Twelve years later, pops back up, uh, training to be a pro wrestler, and doesn't he? He doesn't even go into NXT or anything. He just goes right to the he main even, roster. He, he doesn't even go to like their developmental. Uh, brand. He goes right to he... the main roster. Oh. He goes right. He's a nepo baby. He's this is nepotism. This is Ram series nepotism no. kicking in. See, I got confused because eventually he started doing NXT stuff. Yes, I he remember went back that to. Okay. Yeah, he went he back went to NXT back. eventually. Uh, well, he started as a nepo well, of baby. Of course, he's a nepo baby. <laughs> yeah, because the name is like famous in Mexico. Yeah, uh, let's touch on that for a quick second. Uh, Rey Mysterio is not the first famous Mysterio. His great uncle, or his uncle, I believe, uh, mm. was a well-known Mexi- Mexican luchador uh, down in Mexico. Uh, he apparently has... Rey Mysterio has a cousin that still wrestles. He has his own... Yeah, uh... Yeah, yeah uh... Yeah, he has a cousin that wrestles under a similar name of Rey Mysterio, just kind of spelled different. Mm-hmm. Uh, still wrestling as well. So the family itself is rather famous. So he's a third generation wrestler of a well-known like luchador family, which is fantastic. I like uh, family lines in wrestling. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it just disappears, comes back, just... I think gets destroyed for the first few things. Like no, yeah. I, I keep running. Theme I keep forgetting it's for my boy. It was Goldberg's son that was put in the hurt locker by Bobby Lashley, not Dominic. Yeah, I remember. Okay, that's so we're gonna we're gonna stop this for a sec. And there is a difference between what happened with Goldberg's son, who is not a wrestler. A, he's not not a wrestler, not a performer. Just got on the turnbuckle and dabbed once, and that's all I remember about him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, which I would do too. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Um, anyway, so Goldberg's son is uh, about that age that Dom was. Yeah, but like a like a child or an like adult? a child, like maybe a little older. Given, but there is a there is a distinction here that nowadays in wrestling people are aware that it's an act. Like yeah. people in people in the 2000s weren't. Fully they aware. still tried to they weren't fully aware of like the goings on. So the boy is aware that it's an act that oh, he's not God. actually. Okay. Yeah. In any he's, I, I, I also think he's a little older. Um, Res- I think there, he's like 10 ish. Yeah. There are two periods in wrestling that kind of pull a veil down. It was during the steroid trial in the 90s with Vince McMahon saying like, oh, mm-hmm. I where they accused him of supplying steroids to his performers and they had to go in and be like, no. And everybody faces and heels who hate each other had to sit in a courtroom together and all that. And it kind of like pulled the veil back a little bit in a legal sense. And then mid two thousands when social media started picking up and, you know, digital cameras and everything started becoming more Mm. wide use. It's like, Oh look, I was at this house show and 
this happened and it's the same thing they did on tv or they were filming this so here's spoilers and like all this oh, stuff no. and it was just like social media <laughs> then social media picked up and everybody started learning about all the behind the scenes stuff and it's like oh these guys are just jocks these guys are is jock theater i keep describing yes, it as it's jock theater and it's like um, okay so that pulled the veil back and now everybody knows that it's just it's a drama it's mm-hmm. a drama with athleticism see and i like the drama I, to this day, have never watched them actually fight each other. I think that part's too much. But when they're, like, standing there with the microphones and, like, somewhat poorly delivering lines about things, like, um, nom, 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 give me more. I mean, true some of sport. that is the performer. Some of that is the performer, some of that's the writers. I, true I'm laying blame sports at no entertainment seat. fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'll listen there and, like, I'll watch Dom, like, talk shit to people and be like, that's so great. And now they're gonna fight. No thanks. <laughs> so, fast it's, forward that. It's so I don't. I don't want to see him be put into danger. It's so funny because they're trying to like make it like, oh, this is wrestling, but we're gonna call it sports entertainment, which is kind of like a a new word. It's like no man is pro wrestling. It's always been pro wrestling. It's just that people know it's fake now. Always just keep calling been. it pro wrestling. <laughs> like always has been. Uh. But yeah, and then, you know, he, as things go on, him and his dad do a bunch of tag team stuff, and then there starts being this little, uh, a little rift, uh, between them, and then eventually he meets his, uh, goth GF, and the rest is history for Dominic. (laughs) Can I just say, as someone who knows next to nothing about wrestling, like, I know that people dress them and, like, do all of their probably like design their costumes and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, there's a whole background. His, his outfits since joining Judgment Day versus like the stuff he'd wear when he was like a duo with his dad is so much more complimentary to like his skin tone and like it just whoever is dressing him now is doing such an incredible job. Minus like I don't know who designed this shirt, but I feel weird wearing <laughs> it as a white person. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it is it weird. It toes the line. Uh, it toes the line. Um, but he wears his own T-shirt on TV, so I'm taking that as somewhat of permission to wear his T-shirt. He um, wants you to buy his shirt. So, he obviously wants me to buy his merch, and so I bought his merch the second it went on sale. You know what? I just realized. I just realized that Decca that the Judgment Day's like attire is like it's very oh, cholo themed it's uh, it's like crip blood cholo style yeah. <laughs> and i'm it, like it's, it's it's very west coast it is it's very cute and that makes sense because dom is from you know um the six, yeah. six one nine it's a six one nine or san diego excuse san diego me. yeah san diego yeah um, so, so that checks out but yeah i just i think the first vast improvement that was made when he joined judgment day is they like I don't like this. I hate when they slick his hair back. It just doesn't work. Like in his picture on Wikipedia, when they actually like let his bangs be down way better than when it's slicked back. But I totally get in wrestling. Like you want less things to like hit you in the face or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, one of uh, we were we were actually talking about Dom uh, when we recorded yesterday yeah. as we date our video further. Um, because, uh, we both, me, Sharky, and X all agreed, like, he's been a workhorse this year. He's, he's on all of our, he's on all of our lists. Cause he's he's... on Raw, he's on SmackDown, he's on NXT, he's doing house shows, 
he's going to be... There's a returning wrestler that just came back after like 10 years away from WWE. He's going to be that person's first opponent after 10 years. Um, and yeah, he was wrestling before, but also he was a drama magnet in that company. So we'll skip that part. Yeah, um, it's... But, I mean, yeah. he's he's had titles. He's, you know, has given self respectable reign. He's improved in the ring. We were saying, like, this has been a breakout year for him out of the time that he's been here so far. Mm-hmm. Like, this has been one of his best years. Look at it, like, objectively. Someone who doesn't know wrestling and didn't yeah. know anything about wrestling is wearing his merch. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't name any pretty much any other wrestler outside of the judgment day like they apparently have a new person on their squad and i didn't even know yeah mr <laughs> mr funko pop <laughs> sorry. his name is his j his name is jd mcdonald but the man's head looks like it belongs off funko pop in terms of like on, body I'm size comparison <laughs> i i need that i need that short his please, poor short. mother <laughs> His poor mother. I keep seeing him, and I'm. I just keep seeing like this man is a Funko Pop. <laughs> like this. Uh, but I. Uh, okay. Can I ask a few like clarifying wrestling questions? Absolutely. Okay, so I understand that there's like, you've told me these words: faces and heels, mm-hmm. and we're not supposed to like the Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. But they're objectively. So cool. <laughs> They're one of the better acts. So yes, people are going to fucking cheer them. Why are we not them. supposed to like them? Is because they like cheat and do bad stuff? Like yes, that's their classically, shtick. classically yes. The heels are supposed to be the, the play dirty and use numbers advantages and all that. And it usually only what? works when the faces are fucking stupid and don't bring their own backup. But that's the writing uh, for you. What so. what I will say is that um, Dominic's. Uh, I almost said Dominic's father, but uh, Eddie Guerrero did all of that yeah. when he went, when he was like a baby face, when he was a good guy, he yeah. would do all of those tact, those like yeah. bad guy tactics. His... And he would, it's cause he was like, Oh, that, that, Oh, Eddie, you know, it's that sort of thing. Yeah. It was okay. the whole thing for Eddie Guerrero that even as the crowd loved him, his whole motto was lie, cheat and steal. And he won a lot of his matches cheating. So, yeah. So I but guess he was lovable. That's why we liked him. Eddie Guerrero was a lovable scamp. It's a lovable scamp. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the very little that I've seen, which majority of the information I know about wrestling comes from the WWE TikTok page. Mm. Um, and them realizing like, oh, this girlie's a slut for the Judgment Day stuff. And like the the plot line of complicated relationship with his dad so he's like rolling with a crowd that like makes him feel valued for himself and found family and all of that other fun Dungeons and Dragons stuff (laughs) um it seems like Rhea Ripley is super popular like yes 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 (laughs) (laughs) so my internet shit the bed uh so we're back we are Um, talking about Rhea and how I fail to understand, like, heels and faces, because I find, as someone who's just, like, seeing some of these, like, promotional clips, like, Rhea and the Judgment Day seem, like, cool to me. Yeah. Yes. And then there's other folks who will come on, like, I don't know who this Seth freaking Rollins guy is, but I, or no, who's that? Oh, oh my god, I can't think of his name, but they, like, yell about it a lot. 
it's like a name of a place or something. I can't remember. LA Knight. Um, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that guy. I just he walks out and he's like, I'm LA Knight. I'm like, great. He is Can a. You shut up now? <laughs> it's just the character. It's just the character. A lot of stuff in wrestling comes down to do you. There's a lot of reasons why fans can like you. It's are you fun to watch in the ring? Like, can you wrestle in a style that is pretty cool? Do you have a personality? You know, LA Knight comes out kind of like a weird mix between old school rock and stone cold a lot of the time. So he's like hearkening back to this previous age of wrestling. I mean, Uh, it is fair that I don't understand like the full appeal of people who are wrestling because I don't actually watch them wrestle. Yeah. Because. I'm not a big fan of violence. <laughs> and I think I watched one match where Dom was wrestling and like Rhea had to step in at one point because I'm sure they're doing this because Dom is considered like a bad guy who like turned on his very famous and very cool Hall of Famer dad or whatever. Yeah. And so he's getting like the absolute shit kicked out of him. And it's very upsetting to see, even though I like know it's not real, but it looks mm-hmm. very real because they're very good at what they do. And, like, she had to step in and, like, make sure he was okay. And I was, like, so invested in that moment of, like, oh, my God, you have well, to help him. And I'm, like, he's well, not in any danger. A lot of these guys, when you have a stable like this in wrestling, they're stables, these factions. Everybody seems to fill a role. And a lot of times mm-hmm. the youngest or, like, the most inexperienced of the group is usually the guy who is, like, the shitty the little, he's a fall eye or the shitty little brother like if he's getting in trouble he'll run to the other guys on the team like that's his role to play a but lot of the time honor, i love him yeah it's a lot of it is just can ar- exist. both of these statements can exist yeah a lot of stuff is just archetypes a lot of the time mm-hmm. so I just i'm looking forward to when they let dom like kick the shit out of somebody like i would watch a match where he like just goes out there like i've watched Rhea do a a, a fight <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I, it's funny. I know before I knew this, I messaged Decca about. It. I was like, she just fights with this like brutality that mm-hmm. I don't yeah. see any of the other girls that like wrestle. Yeah. That's why she's popular. Yeah. And and Decca goes, "That's her theme music." Yeah, this is <laughs> this is my brutality. And then she slams, and the yeah. fucking sparks go. And then the fireworks like, go off. Man, it's so cool. And she's yeah. just so cool. And I'm like, why am I supposed to root against her when she's arguably so much cooler than any other girl, except for that girl who put herself in a trash can? That she was like, oh. <laughs> <Eos> <laughs> Sky. Who she is, but Eos, she's amazing. Uh, Eo Sky is a gif right now, and <laughs> she's one of she her like her and Rhea are just having like fantastic championship runs and everything. But like Eo Sky is just. Eos guy is just wild. Like the trash can off the cage is one of my favorite spots of the year. The so first far. video I saw of Eos guy was um, she was talking to, I believe she was blonde, and that's all I know about the other girl. <laughs> that she, does not narrow it down. That's, that's probably but Charlotte. She, but she was the champion, and she's like, You get to be the champion now because I'm literally having a baby. And Eos guy was no, just that like, was a... No, that's really a uh, that's an older video. That's uh, another wrestler, Oscar, uh, and her uh, the champion at the time, Becky Lynch. Uh, mm. Two different uh, two different women, but yeah, she vac- <laughs> yeah she just it was like yeah I can't be champion. I'm about to be a mom. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, I was like oh my god that's so cute, and then the other girl's reaction was just like I get it. Yeah, Oscar Oscar's what Oscar's pretty cool. I get it. Um, 
Asuka's another one that's, like, really cool, even though she kind of does, like, the bad guy stuff. Like, she'll, like, she sprays poison poison mist at people. Um, yeah. That goddamn and, video game character. I love it when yeah. wrestling just turns into a video game. Like, yeah. that's my favorite kind of wrestling. It's like, ah, oh, yes, the suspension of disbelief. <laughs> like, I have to suspend my disbelief that a dead guy walks and, like, summons fire and shoots lightning at people. Um, yeah. Or yeah. that, like, this guy walks in with a vest and cut off shorts and, like, drinks beer. And he has a he has just an equal chance of winning this match as the dead guy does, who shoots lightning. <laughs> 90s and 2000s, WWE was wild with The Undertaker and Stone Cold and <laughs> everything. I was at a work event today, and they were going over, like, important dates in that organization's history. <laughs> And I think they were talking about 1989, which I was like, the year that Taylor Swift was born. But apparently that was the year that Andre the Giant beat Hulk Hogan in some kind of wrestling thing. WrestleMania 3. Well, I thought Hogan won that. I that, thought was of you both. that was the body slam. That was the body slam heard around yeah. the world. Yeah. Where Hulk well, Hogan picked up Andre the Giant. Hulk Hogan doing, picked up. You're doing great, Haley. Yeah. Hulk Hogan picked up Andre <laughs> the Giant so and. That's what gets me about wrestling back in the early days, though. It's like, yes, Hulk Hogan picked up Andre the Giant, this mountain of a man, and body slammed yeah, him as if he hadn't done that on two other pay-per-views previously. <laughs> like, yeah, but millions of people weren't watching. This was the those first, like, two. this was the first. This was one of the WrestleManias, and I think like one of the bigger events. And people were like, "Oh, we weren't there to watch that in our territory," because that's yeah, exactly. the thing that changed wrestling for the the most part was. From, I guess, the time of it starting to what? Being 90, nationally syndicated? 91, I think, is when the last territory went down. Wrestling was literally like gang warfare with promotions. I wasn't alive. <laughs> they were just like, okay, so from Virginia to South Carolina and to Kentucky, that's ours. This is our promotions area. This is where we host the shows. If you come here, we will literally break your knees. So I love that wrestling has gone from, from Nancy warfare. Kerrigan. <laughs> yeah, like Nancy Kerriganing their their it's competitors. Very, it's very picky blinders. It like, really was. Yeah, so they went from that to we're gonna pretend to send Dom to jail on what was it, Christmas or Thanksgiving? Yeah. What is yeah. Well, the thing was back then He was in prison for like one minute and now he's all hardened and wears a bandana on his face. The thing is, like back then, because of the nature of it and because it was kept to certain territories and there wasn't social media or Internet or no national syndication, a lot of the wrestlers seemed more legitimate. Like it was a lot of strong guys. It was a lot of big guys uh, who could literally like beat you up if you tried to fight them. Like it was just guys who could hold their own. They weren't acting. Uh, but it was all the same thing. It's like, we're going to go out there. You're going to take the pin. You guys are going to go for 10 minutes, do whatever, and then we're going to get on to the next match. Like, that's how they kind of ran things. And then when WWWF, yep. uh, Vince McMahon's father's company, started. Correct. Or when, he, when Vince got it, he started hiring the wrestlers from all over the territories. So a lot of the territories were losing their big name guys because he was like, I'm going to put you on national TV. And slowly, piece by piece, the territories fell apart and just became this collection of two or three like national 
promotions. Which then led to one of the hottest points in wrestling, which was the 90s, where you have WWF and WCW. See, I know about WWF because of <laughs> because of the lawsuit, because I do environmental stuff and they got sued by World Wildlife Fund. And that's why they are <laughs> now like, We're w- already WWF. <laughs> that's why they are now WWE. They lost to yeah, the pandas. I, I was I was watching during I was watching a little bit during that ad campaign when WWF was changing their whole slogan, the slogan at the time, because they were so edgy and, you know, cutting edge was get the F out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. I think about it now, it's really it, cringe. It's like... really cr- so, but a lot of these promotions either conglomerated to WCW or WCCW before that. And it's like, okay, cool. This is where we're getting all like the Southern style wrestling, which is the more hard hitting classic style. And then you have Vince McMahon, who's like, I'm on TV, but we're going to make this like Saturday morning cartoon, the wrestling. And everybody has to have a character or a gimmick and they have to like be marketable as toys and stuff like that. And that was kind of the dark ages of wrestling for a little bit. <laughs> so did you ever see a uh, glow on on Netflix? Mm-mm. The glorious ladies of wrestling. It's a good, it's a good watch. Glow. Um, um, so it, it, it's it's a very similar story. Um, the shtick about glow is that they're all women. Yes. Yeah, the- oh, right on. Right the, on. Sorry, I'm what, doing a second. It's, it's an acronym. It's like the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, it it's a similar story of like how everyone needed to have a gimmick. Everyone had to have a character. Uh, you know, this homebody Southern American is like you know, cosplaying as a Russian uh, during during like the Cold War crisis. Or my or one of the usual things. This Italian guy is playing a Native American. <laughs> Like, yeah, no, Haley, when we did the 1992 Royal Rumble episode, I remember there was about this. a lot of like, wow, this was definitely that time this is, of WWE. This is something related to like Desert Storm. Or something. It was a yes. whole Desert Storm thing. Like the main event was the Ultimate Warrior versus a Iraqi sympathizer character. <laughs> Like it was, there a, was mess. a whole segment. There's a whole segment on the Monday Night Raw before where the Iraqi sympathizer Sergeant Slaughter got boots from supposedly from Saddam Hussein himself. That was the yeah. whole segment. Oh so, man, I bet he felt really weird on 9 11. But the, th- <laughs> the thing about wrestling uh, is that you don't have to be an over the top character. But if you still have a character that people can latch onto, they're going to like you a little more. Like, let's say Decca and I were wrestlers and I'm just going in as me. I can wrestle. There's nothing real like unique about it. I'm just the guy here to wrestle. But then Decca comes in with this whole like gimmick, like some whatever. And then it's just you, you recognize him. It's like, OK, this is his like, look, this is how he talks. This is everything about him. You're going to probably be drawn more to Decca. Yeah, or ten, bro. Yeah, just like Jerry Don. Like he's a gimmick. He's a gimmick. He went to jail for a weekend, and now he's a hardened criminal. <laughs> to quote one of my favorite, like abridged anime series, we didn't go to prison. We went to Holden. There's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, like um, the whole gimmick was like Don was like, I'm in prison for a week, and I've made me a hardened criminal, and he's just been see, a little I shit feel... about it the whole time. I feel like Dom's Dom's so I know very little about like his going to prison storyline other than like 
what a wild decision was made to allow these camera crews into your actual home to kick your actual wasn't son. Wasn't their actual home. Uh, WWE owns houses that they can do this in. They ha- it, it's, 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 a, it's, like a, it's like a soap opera, right? Where they have the little area. Um, all, everything's breakaway. The only thing that I think was legitimate was back in the late 90s when Stone Cold and Booker T fought in the grocery store. That was like an on-the-ground camera crew of these two just fighting in a grocery store. <laughs> like That was funny. I feel Every time I feel like I have a grasp of like oh, what goes on in wrestling, so, Sharky says something like, these two guys fighting each other in a grocery store. I'm like, Haley, what episode I want of you Supermarket to, Sweep did I miss? No, Haley, I want you to just like, <laughs> you can probably find a video that just incorporates just that a, a grocery store fight. Wrestling in the '90s was wild. <laughs> like, I think that was like no, that, that had to be 2000s. No, it had to be 2000s because it would be post. It would be and Booker T Supermarket Brawl from SmackDown in 2001. So, so, okay, that's it. So just watch this until Stone Cold gets to the milk section. That's all I want you to, to watch. Like, oh my god, it's showing Vince in very ill-fitting pants, calling Booker, saying that. Stone Cold knows where he is. Yep. And He's like, on I can't one. get through to him. And there's a guy in a really 90s, like late 90s, early 2000s sweater that's just like. Yeah. Uh, I, one of my favorite things about Vince in the late 90s, early 2000s was he was wearing the suits two sizes too big. <laughs> like, they're that's they're what... on the Cheerios. He's covered in flour. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> I think not that, in the grocery cart. Those things I, are expensive. I think what they did. I think There's they talked. Shopping. I think yeah. they talked to the manager to get permission to just do it. But then they paid for all the damage and everything afterwards. But they were just like, just let our guys do whatever. Can you <laughs> like, imagine how expensive this would be today with the price of groceries? Oh, for sure. No, I think like, that is alone. Like he's I, about to smack a. Is he talking into a hot dog? Yeah. And now he's about to smash a. <laughs> Smashing a frozen pizza onto his head. Wait until yep. he gets. Wait until he gets to the milk section. That's one of my favorite sections of that fight. Um, hold on, I'm scrubbing. He uh, maybe I missed it. No, it's it's much. It's oh, there we go. The okay, I see someone. He's just drinking the milk. <laughs> yeah, he's just drinking. <laughs> and by drinking, I mean dumping it onto his chest. Yes. Okay, so the segment was done in a full take. It was a one take, which was pretty impressive. Uh, they well, said that yeah. it cost between 10k and 15k. Probably just because, like, there were people in the store. Yep. It is one of the best segments, though, between those two characters. We were, things were so much more simple. Like, I feel like if people fought in a grocery store, people, like, wouldn't care now. Like, you have to raise the stakes, I think, so much where you You have have to pull out a gun or something. But the thing is, like, I think with, okay, so... To understand where we are now to where we came from between like 2007 to 2015, 2014, wrestling was in an awful place. There was no real like characters. There was one company that everybody only watched, and that was WWE. Everything was kind of forgettable. It was this weird limbo between the edgy. 90s early 2000s attitude era as they call it and the modern day of wwe and it's just like you remember so many of these 
90s and 2000s segments, the grocery store fight, when Stone Cold jumps Vince McMahon when he's in the hospital. Uh, oh, I've seen clips of that. He yeah, hit him with a like, bedpan. Donk. <laughs> I recently saw that there was a plot line where Vince's daughter got, like, married off to a man named Triple H. That yeah, is like, okay. So legitimately, but then they is, fell in love in real life, and that's so no. Cute. Haley, the story is way more than that. He like uh, sold her. Or something. No, they did get married. They're sure they are married in real life. Yeah, they're married in real life. Uh, Triple H like. married into the company to take over the company. It's fantastic. It's a great. <laughs> yeah, because uh, he, he he's playing oh, long she game. had to marry somebody who was like. She was there was some kind of ceremony. It was like only somebody in well, the McMahon all, family so that's can all, object to this marriage. And he's like, I married her when she was drunk in Vegas last night. Like, that's, that's all problematic. For, <laughs> that's all for the and that's all for the storyline. But like, yes, 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 yes. It's no, but it's worse because I think what I think during that time, Decca, is that that was when he was dating China still. And they actually yes. did get married. I don't know if they, I, that's that's going to be a citation needed. That's be a citation. But okay, but they were at least he was named Triple H. He was date he was dating another wrestler, this wrestler China, and then everything with him and Stephanie was him cheating on her for Stephanie, and then it just they tied it into this whole thing, and he eventually married Stephanie for real. Yeah, Triple H and then girlfriend China in April of nineteen ninety nine. McMahon Hems- McMahon Helmsley. Helmsley. Hunter oh, Hearst yeah. Helmsley. <laughs> uh, so yeah. yeah, it was it was wild. Um, it was it kind was, of a wild west where they did a lot of shit like that. This and this was because of the vision, uh, the addition of a man that we mentioned earlier named Vince Russo. <laughs> yeah, and Vince Russo can die in a fire. I will say that on this podcast. <laughs> Can this we... man has killed almost has this man has killed one company and almost killed another. Oh, I thought you were going to say he killed somebody. <laughs> no, it, it, Vince Russo is directly responsible for what happened to WCW closing down. And then he almost killed another company called TNA because he thinks of himself as this top like creative head. And he's actually just awful. <laughs> like, he's not great. He's, he's not. He needs a no guy. Just like, you know, Hideo Kojima, just like. Uh, just like everyone else I mentioned earlier. It, he's he's so high on his own supply half the time, and he he writes like shock TV, which is what kills wrestling companies, because it's like, oh, it's just random bullshit coming out week by week now, just to he, he needs surprise to us. And go, he needs to stop and go write Survivor. Yes. Uh, Speak, speaking of writing, is it all right if we talk a little bit about... Um, Judgment Day and where we think that storyline is going to sure. go. We talked about this last night, Deco. <laughs> so, well, you're going to get the girly pop perspective, which I don't okay. think you have. I, I no. <laughs> so I'm I'm the closest we're getting to the girly pop. So go for it. All right. So let's so, set the let's set the stage real quick. Right now, Rhea Ripley yeah. is women's champion. Finn and Damian Priest are undisputed tag team champions. Damian Priest has a Get out of bad writing free card that we call the money in the bank. That's the suitcase I see. That's yes. a suitcase. Uh, and they have Dominic, who just lost his North American title at the last big event. And JD McDonald, who is half loved, half hated by Judgment Day. So who doesn't like him? Damian Priest does not like JD McDonald. 
Do you do we think that the reason that JD Mc, McDonough, McDonough is on the team is because they're trying to break up the Judgment Day or like end no, that storyline? There's actual history. Uh, Finn trained. Uh, oh, so they like don't like each other for real. Uh, uh, no, Finn Balor trained uh, JD uh, as oh. like in real life. He trained him like as a wrestler. Like there's a history there. He is one of Finn Balor's students. So oh, he's okay. like, he's like, yeah, come on in. But there's this tension between Finn and Damien. Because Finn was chasing the titles for a little while. And that money mm-hmm. in the bank is I can cash in this at any time for a title match. Oh. So are you going to cash in to steal my title when I get it? Or are you going to cash in so I you get the title and I don't? So there was this whole tension. Oh going on and meanwhile Aria's like I'm trying to keep us all together and everything there's a lot of will they won't they with the, with the men of Judgment Day yes I feel like I know that there was some gentleman I will never know who it is because he's not in the Judgment Day and I don't know anyone else's name outside of the Judgment Day well sure but whoever it was was like who is the leader of the Judgment Day because I don't think it's mommy I'm like first of all how dare you even speak to Rhea there's... Mr. Man there's a theory uh, or there's an underlying thing for the Judgment Day, because originally mm-hmm. it was created by a Edge. performer named Edge, who then and they, they br- kicked him out. They brought they Finn in like and then they kicked him out. So Judgment Day is built upon taking out the guy before you. They're so now, Sith. Oh, my God. That's Sith. why I like these guys. They're Sith so Lords. now <laughs> the question is, but now the question is, is Damien leading it? Of two. Is Damien leading it or is Finn leading it? So who is going to try to overtake I feel like somebody's going to try to overthrow the other one. But they are Sith Lords. One yes. of the, they're going to start fighting each other because there's two, they're, they're, they both want the power. But who's going to come and actually get the power? The power couple. <laughs> well, yeah. Rhea and Dom. Yeah, the thing about it, once, uh, once stables or factions... When they break up in the wrestling, I'm going to be so sad. Yeah, once stables like hit a certain amount of time, they eventually do break up. So I know, and it's stupid because I like them a lot. <laughs> the, other, the other thing about it is that the, there's a certain like production trick that a lot of uh, that the WWE production will use when there's a bad guy, but they're not being booed. <laughs> is that they'll they'll pipe in booze to make it yes. sound to make the people on TV to, uh, to make it at least on TV sound like oh this guy is getting you know booed helped the by building. the crowd. But if you actually look in the crowd, everyone's like ambivalent at best. When I'm at when I go to a house show, me and X will usually go to house shows whenever they show up here in Norfolk. And if it's a recorded one that's on TV, they'll be talking and everybody will be cheering. But then if you go home and watch the episode, they're booing. But I know for a fact that everybody's cheering in the arena at that point in time. So so you can go and watch them do the show. Yes. Uh, When whenever they show up in your area, they'll. I mean, they have like a travel list. Oh, of no, stuff. she's looking at the schedule right now. It gets loud. Like, it, does. Like, it does get well, very I'll loud. Just wear head f- I'll just wear. Yes. I yeah. Um, that's coming that's lot featured. OK, so oh, that's not. So, but so there the is a difference. You, there is a difference. The though. There are. There are live shows. There's live shows then, which are on TV, but then there are just house shows which are just they come to the building. They put on a little fan show for the night and then they leave and hit the road again. Yeah. Um, and then there's also premium live events, which are the pay-per-views. Oh, they're going to be in something. Spokane in January, <laughs> Spokane <laughs> and Wenatchee, but that's way too far away. That's on the other side of the state. I so, need them to come to Seattle. 
So the reason I brought that up to begin with is when Dominic gets on and people are booing the shit out of him, yeah, they turn it up a little bit, but that's actually that, people no, booing him. That's that's people legitimate. Wrong. I was See, in that. I was I'm in that so... arena. That's another reason why I'm like so like I do not wear this shirt in public. Like that's no yeah. say no tea to you, Dom. Wow, I love you. You're great. Um, I'm afraid people are gonna think I know more about wrestling than I do when it's literally <laughs> just he is baby girl and I love him. <laughs> yes, correct. Um, and it's really I, hard to find the fans who will recognize you. And then when you say, oh, yeah, he's baby girl and be like, oh, sweet. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, oh my God. so, yeah, that, that's valid. They're going to. So when Emery and I relocate eventually, there's a regular they come to where we want to live all the time. Road to WrestleMania, whatever yep. that is. It's just uh, WrestleMania it doesn't seem like there. they come to. Maybe because we're I don't actually I don't want to say that on the podcast. The road to wrestle to myself. The road to WrestleMania is just their TV episodes that are building up to their big like year event. Mm -hmm. They're going to France. Yeah, they go all over the world. I did see that they were in Saudi Arabia and I was like, that's a bold move for the girls. We do not cover those events on Square Triangle because we do not need the blood money. Yeah. They signed like a, they're, not, they're also not paying me. So. They sound they sound like what a ten year deal, and I'm like, bro, why the fuck? And it's like the women the women wrestlers when they go there, they have to wear like the full like sleeved oh. up like stuff, and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah, and I you have can't. Some and the thing, about the that. nature of the business is like, no, I'm not going to do that. And if you're a champion, they're like, okay. And then the next event that's here in the states, you're losing that title. They're like that's so shitty because you are like you're not allowed to have opinions and be a wrestler. You have a, opinions. You're you have just going to lose opportunities for having because them. your role they can't is, have an HR department. That's fully illegal. Your role. You're an independent contractor, according to WWE. So that's their whole thing. They are they don't pay for your travel. They don't pay for your travel. They don't give you health care. So, and the thing is, your role in that company is based on how much somebody likes you in that writing room. So they so. hit people with ladders and metal chairs, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and they don't they, provide them when they go into insurance. the back. They get a nice little checkup by WWE's doctors, and it's like, "Are you feeling any pain?" Nope. Okay, get out. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's why there's more I've, than that. Like I've seen, I've seen where they were. You know, so if someone gets busted up bad enough, they'll like they'll really quick and dirty stitch them up. Yeah, um, but it, they'll do a lot of stuff to make sure you're okay uh, when you leave the arena. But if it's like an injury thing, then you know they do. I guess cover a little bit of it. I That's gave why them I, money. They have a surgeon. I gave yeah. them money. I like AEW for the fact that Tony Khan, whatever you think about him as a booker or a promoter. He covers his guys. Like, even if they're out for a year for an injury, he will pay every one of those bills for them. He is giving money to wrestlers who are deceased, like their family. He is still giving them money to take care of them. All right. Who's the baby girl of the a- AEW? <laughs> uh, I need to know who's baby girl over there. He is the, are we uh, going to do like a smash pass or baby girl? <laughs> 
To be fair, if you want another ch another goth GF that is a champion, Julia Hart is a good place to start. Look, I love Rhea, but I am tragically hetero, so I need <laughs> like I need someone who is Dom Mysterio, baby girl. Do I need? I do just need. Like, have you ever seen like what? Pathetic not that I think you're pathetic, Dom, but like a pathetic little baby boy, sweet you baby might angel. Like, you might like Wheeler. Uh, you might like Wheeler Yuta. It's, it's, it's kind of a similar role, actually. Yeah, he's How do you it. say will, will what? Wheeler. Wheeler. Like Joey Wheeler. <laughs> Dual monsters. Okay, Wheeler. Is it? Nope. Utah. Utah. Okay, he's popping up on my screen. Basically, he is the young guy of a group of three uh, uh, three veterans, and they beat him up before matches. <laughs> like, That's so mean. But it's to help that, him get tougher. They're... Like, oh my god, his real name is Paul. <laughs> you want to know? So, Haley, here's the thing. You want to know what's hilarious? Finn Balor of the Judgment Day, his real name is Fergal. You're joking. <laughs> nope, his name is Fergal Devitt. Fergal Devitt. Hold the phone. Hold on. Hold Fergal. on. He I got fine. Finn Balor. Like really quickly. Finn Balor okay, got Finn... that jacked to have people stop <laughs> calling him Fergal. <laughs> like, this is a goldmine for reaction images and shorts. Okay, well, Damien also, has a normal name. Yeah, uh, sure. I think Rhea. I, I think Rhea's name is also up. Oh, that I freeze again. <laughs> okay, Damien has a normal name, and Rhea has a cool name. Yeah, yeah Rhea's net real name is like uh, Demi Bennett or something. Yes. Oh my God, these people are so much younger than me and so much more yeah. accomplished. I, I actually don't know what is Damien Priest's. Luis. Luis Martinez. I'm actually yeah. not surprised. <laughs> it's like, yeah, his name for years was Punishment Martinez. Yeah. Good for him. He, uh, um, he showed up in WWE with that name, and then they were like, we don't like you having a name that we don't have trademarked, so here's your new name. Lol. <laughs> so. um, I do have a couple of final questions. I know we're probably getting close to that mark. Yeah, yeah. Sure. How long do we think the Judgment Day has left before the writers are going to take my cool, fun hobby away from me? We talked about this last night, Decca, and I'm going to bring it up. Uh, well, or, or, I, or I think... Sharky, we could say you should watch the newest episode of Squared Triangle. We could, to get but most some people... more insight on that. But or you I, can, but I don't you remember. Have to, explain to me like it's like I'm dumb. So Damien Priest has the money in the bank, which mm -hmm. WWE mm -hmm. created that if they ever wrote themselves into a corner that they were not satisfied with for whoever was going to be champion, the person could cash in as a fallback plan to be like, okay, now we can write our show based around him instead of this it's, other guy. It's, it's to like get out of bad operas. writing free. It's, it's like in soap operas when someone, yeah, yes. it's like in soap operas when someone suddenly gets amnesia. Yes. It's like when um, uh, Hamlet was saved from the pirates and got back to. Yes. Denmark. I don't know Shakespeare, but OK. Uh, I love that we have. It's a way to write us out of a corner in wrestling. It's like soap operas. I'm like, actually, the way I'm going to understand this is with Shakespeare. Yes. You think I think Shakespeare, if you ever watched wrestling and understood the process behind it, would have an aneurysm. But <laughs> I think he would like it, honestly. I, you I know, actually, I think Shakespeare wrestling. would probably write for wrestling. If he Everyone, could. Well, oh my say, God. Shakespeare is full of fart and piss jokes. He's got, he's really got this. So, yeah, he would be a great writer. Damien Priest currently has the money in the bank. There's another story going on in WWE right now of a guy of a character named Cody Rhodes 
Yep, who is name who is chasing the undisputed universe, undisputed base title? He wants the two belts. He wants the two belts that their top guy Roman Reigns has right now. Is and, Cody Rhodes the guy with like the horrendous blonde hair? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you. And he's fighting. He's fighting the tribal chief, or he's chasing the titles of the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Are we okay with him being called that? Is that an okay thing is, to be called? He is that's something it, he did. It's something he okay. did. He is he is naturally Samoan. Like that's something okay. that he chose for himself. Oh, that was my. He is he is from he is another wrestling family. He's uh, he's from a family. he's from a dynasty. Like that's a wrestling know, that has like three branches of fucking wrestlers. All I know <laughs> is there's this like bald man in a suit that's like Paul how Hammond. dare you speak about the tribal chief like that? I'm like, are you supposed to be saying that, sir? Uh, carrying carrying back to what we we're talking about, Paul Heyman used to run a promotion that eventually closed down, and he joined WWE. So, is that the bald man? Yes, that's that is man. that is the wise okay, man, Paul you. Heyman. But Cody's story is chasing Roman's titles. It's fine. I'm here it is to finish the story. It's Correct. the one title that his father, Dusty Rhodes, back in the 80s, was never able to acquire. So he's going to try to get that title for his family. What I think is going to happen, because Cody Rhodes started a, another company during his time away from WWE, which we now know as AEW. He started the rival promotion and then came back to WWE. I believe finish the story. He's going to finish the story. He's going to beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40 next year. He is going to have the belt for 30 seconds uh-huh. before Damian Priest cashes it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be it's going to be because Triple H likes Judgment Day. He likes Damian Priest. And I think this would be the biggest middle finger to anybody thinking that they can make another company opposing WWE. <laughs> if this is happening, like if you think this is going to happen on a show, you have to me oh i'll well, be watching more than likely i'll be out watching wrestlemania but it's just like when is that when is the wrestlemania it's in like april i think it's like april okay, every year. i have time i have to- yeah there's probably I usually time. i usually go out to my buddy's house to watch it but uh i'll keep you posted is it if wrestlemania my... 40 yes yes it is it's april 6th and 7th in thing, philly cody rhodes is the american nightmare and you're having it in philly where it's like america and i'm like they're Bing gonna put bong, they're gonna put the belt on cody for 30 seconds and then damian priest is going to cash in to ruin damian priest is his probably knifed. needs to leave damian priest needs to leave in a, in a swat vest so he doesn't get knifed <laughs> yeah do you think if that if that happens do you think it's going to be something where like finn and Rhea and dom and this jd guy apparently need to know now do you think they'll get involved? Or are you not allowed to get involved in a fight like that? Uh, what what will probably happen, which is what has happened traditionally when someone who is runs a staple has the belt as the money in the bank, is the that they'll go soften they'll go soften him up first, and they'll yeah. go soften up the champion, and then he'll come out and cash in because the cash in can happen at any time. So, so like Cody, the, like Cody puts on a war. Were, he puts on a war with Roman Reigns. He's injured. He's just won. Judgment Day jumps the shit out of him, throws him through barricades, hits him with chairs. Oh and then Damian Priest is like, I'm calendar. here, boys. <laughs> but now there's I just another. I see Dom have a good time. But there's That's another wrench thrown into the plans now with CM Punk coming back after 10 years and going for another, another title that they have. Because they technically have three main titles now, but it's going to be eventually two. Because they have two different How shows. Many... 
How uh, long is money in the bank good for, and how many people can one have year. money in the bank? One year. One year, one, one person. One, one male, one female, and then one year. Who's got the girl suitcase? Uh, EO, EO cashed, cashed in. that in. Yeah, that's the, how she That's how she EO got cashed it. it in and won the title, which is what she has right now. Okay. Uh, okay. So, but there's another feud that's about to go down with the other, like, top belt holder. And I'm like, Steve. if they don't want to put the belt on... CM Punk, but they don't want to keep it on Seth, then Damien can cash in and get another title to tie into their stuff without fucking over Cody. But I fully believe they're going to fuck then, over Cody. <laughs> like, and then when Damien has the title, Finn's going to be like, you're too focused on titles. And then the whole I also don't like that it's called a staple because it implies that they're like horses <laughs> when they're people. What I think is going to happen, though, is if they hold their tag team titles to WrestleMania, I think they're going to lose at night one, which may cause some friction. And then when Damien cashes in, the full jealousy kicks in on Finn. He wins the title and then they fight each other for. Fun. Yeah, it's like it's like, fuck, we yeah. lost. We lost our tag team titles. And then he cashed in. And he became world champion. I can't have that. Like, um, yeah, exactly. And I mean, Damien has pr- Damien's proved that he can be a singles performer uh, by himself, and the crowd like loves him too. Just it's he has everything going for him. He's a very good performer. He's good on the mic. Yeah, yeah. he does a really good job when he has to do like the talking part. He has a presence. I, I love Dom. Don't get me wrong, but he could work on like when he has to speak. Yeah, because he just gets yeah. this like little boy pout, which is very cute and adorable. Well, he's being booed at the building. Like I was at the live show and like he can't the, even speak. Over the audience so cannot upset. let they will not let him talk like it will so get so, so loud. But uh, there it's might be really some funny. drama. There might be some drama in the Judgment Day coming up because on the last NXT big event, he lost his North American title. Yes, I saw that on Twitter. And then there was a thing that went up on Twitter, like the we caught up with him after his match, and he's like, I'm always there for them. Where was where was Judgment Day during my title match? Like he's true. So like he's starting to be like, I'm always there for them, and they're not here for me. So there might be some drama starting. I just have to say, if they have him go back to hang out with his dad, who like I'm going to be really big mad. I'm going to be really big mad. His dad whipped him in a match. They had a match and he took off his belt and started spanking him with it. And it was, I'm like, I love wrestling. I love wrestling so much. It's it's so stupid, but it was really funny. Um, As somebody who also. Let's not go into that. (laughs) (laughs) I just Uh, like the storyline of. Dom has a shitty dad and it has, he's running with the quote unquote bad crowd right now, but they're. Look how much he's like grown and accomplished in that time, and he's like becoming his own person, separate from his dad. And like, found family is an important trope to me. So, yeah. I, you, I, Ray Mysterio, I, I think you. I I think if if Dom breaks off the Judgment Day, I could see him going back to NXT for a little bit, like full time, yeah. instead of instead of going through all Just three shows. Give him a place to act himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think throwing him onto the main roster, he's come into it a lot like he's definitely gotten comfortable with it but i think having a more controlled environment would be uh better for him and uh yeah i mean judgment day has been involved in a lot of stuff too like judgment day has been written as such a threat to baby faces in the company like they're always the numbers advantage and stuff like that that they basically had to do like an avengers team up of all like the top good guys 
to take on Judgment Day because Judgment Day was always so ahead of the rest of the rest the rest of the roster. They're well dressed. So it's like, hey, we're gonna have this match, <laughs> the four of us, the four of us guys against like the four top like good guys in the company. And I'm I'll telling you, well dressed and a coordinated theme can take you absolutely places. That's why I, places. That's why in uh, AEW, like factions like like House of Black, like their just aesthetic makes them so cool to fucking watch together. And it's just like it's just a bunch of like dark metal, black metal. Yeah, it's like, like a it's bunch like of black metal gr- gr- crowd. Yeah, it's like black metal guys, like pagan masks and everything. And I'm like, their aesthetic is just. But they have the female with them too. They have uh, Julia Hart with them, who's like she's a small, goth, a small goth girl that they've corrupted to join them. So, All right, what is this called? AEW, House but of Black. T- House of Black. Ah, came right up. And yeah, so the thing about Julia Hart is that she's very young. She's what twenty two. She's yeah, she's a she's yeah, younger she's, than Dom. She's baby. Uh but she started with like this cheerleader gimmick and everything cuz like she was a varsity cheerleader. on the wiki. There she was a like varsity cheerleader who came into wrestling. And mm-hmm. they hit her with like some corrupting like mist because I love wrestling's little like fantasy elements that they have and then she joined that the metal child then she joined yes. the metal crew you're and right. that and if you're looking at the picture that big tattooed like beard guy next to her is basically her travel dad him and his wife take care of her on the road all i know is there's a photo of her standing on the row mm-hmm. uh yeah that's that's what she does and she's just like yeah and has this cool head yeah, she's all like, right, yeah, she's right. like, she's like the harbinger. I do think the cheerleader thing is cute too. She's she like the harbinger of these three like metal like dudes. But if you look at them up, there's this like big tattooed guy with a beard, and he's like, yeah, I'm basically her dad on the road. Like we take me and my wife. Malachi Black. No, it's no, the Bro- other guy, Brody King. All right, I'm tr- I'm Brody trying. King. I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that guy and his wife. They're like, this is our travel daughter and we're going to take care of her. He's got a really spooky zombie face on his leg. Yeah. Yes. He's uh, fully he's he's fully like a metal dad. It's so funny, though, because he's usually out like ringside whenever Julia's wrestling. And if Julia loses, he'll like throw him her over his shoulder and just carry her out. You back. didn't tell me that Rhea's real life boyfriend was in that team. Yep. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yep, uh, but yep, <laughs> buddy, right, buddy, buddy right. Matthews. So also in a semi-goth stable. Yeah. All right, all right. I'll have to look into but, it. Like, but the characters in wrestling are great. Uh, if you can have a character that works for you, one of the running things said about wrestling is that the closer you are to yourself, the better the character is. Like if you can Dom? blend, if you're an exaggerated version of yourself. If you could turn yourself up to 11, that's the best. That's the best character. Yeah. And that's why Stone Cold was the way that he was. That's why The Rock was the way that he was. For better like, or worse, I'd say for Stone Cold. Yeah, what for was, better. What was well, the see, name of the guy that would do the snap into a Slim Jim? Macho, Macho Man. Man. That yeah, was a gimmick. He's, he's the he's the he's a mod in Skyrim where you can turn all the dragons. Oh, dragons yes. to the Macho Man. <laughs> Correct. So that was also just just tying that back to the the 92 Royal Rumble Macho Man cracking somebody with a fake like toy scepter and legitimately knocking him out as a receipt for something he did to him earlier. (laughs) Because if you I don't think we have time to unpack that. Yeah, (laughs) just saying wrestlers have like a code of conduct, basically, where if you hurt somebody at some point, they're going to give you what they call a receipt. 
and that is where they're going to hurt you. <laughs> so he comes out, takes this scepter, hits the guy who's in the world title match, by the way. The and match, kills him? No, he doesn't kill him. He <laughs> legit of. knocks him out. Like unconscious? Like unconscious. Un- like, he like, da- he, like unconscious. So when he gets pinned, he's supposed to kick out because he's supposed to win the match to keep the title and he doesn't kick out. So the other guy wins. Because so they just have to go with it. They have to just go Amazing. with it. Amazing. Macho Man, Macho Man hit him and then booked it out of the arena. Like he got to his car and he's like, I'm going to go to where we're going to be tomorrow. I am, a, I'm leaving before he gets consciousness back. There was a backstage segment where he's legitimately packing his bags. And, you know, some of it's real, some of it's for the camera, but, like, he is legitimately, like, getting his shit ready and, like, leaving. Well, I think the segment, because the thing is, he was supposed to hit him. To, like, draw the, the drag. too hard. He intentionally hit him too hard. But, like, he was mm. supposed to hit him and then have a segment of, like, him trying to leave the arena. So it's like, yes, I'm doing this for the storyline, but I'm also trying to get the hell out of this arena. <laughs> so... <laughs> God, that was a weird pay-per-view that we watched. <laughs> yeah. There was a whole segment of a man, a man yelling at a parrot. It was a weird show. <laughs> like, I think a man yelling at a parrot is a good place for us to stop. There's something we all, almost always end our wrestling shows with, and I'm going to parrot it here as well. Wrestling's just in a good place. Like, wrestling... Right now isn't a good place where people, even not like uh, non fans, will get into it for one reason or another. Yeah, like because does baby girl. <laughs> the advent of social media has made it really like. There's been some. There's some things that are like I don't like about the whole social media thing, and, and you know when wrestlers it ruins kind of a go lot into of, for themselves. It ruins a lot of surprises too, because there's entire like websites. We call them dirt sheets. To spoiling to be like, hey, we talked to somebody backstage and they told us that this is going to be happening. Oh, like reality, Steve. Yes. Yeah. So basically, because wrestling's scripted too, it's like, yeah, we have reports that you know this is gonna this is gonna happen, and then it happens, and you're like, well, shit. <laughs> so we, yeah. we got spoiled on that. Or it's like, hey, we're expecting a big return tonight, and we have people telling us it's this guy, like. And I'm like, can you guys just we shut the fuck up? Some of the fun we, out of it. we saw we saw this guy at the airport. What's he gonna do at the pay per view? Yeah, it's like, hey, guess who saw? Guess who landed in the city that the pay per view is being at? And it's like this guy who's been gone for like six months. And it's like, okay, <laughs> it's like, okay, we know who's well, returning. I, I will say that has had like this weird like reverse effect sometimes where it'll get more people to watch it because they're like, yeah, I want to see this guy. I mean, that's why the last pay-per-view for WWE was in Chicago, where CM Punk is from, and he's like a big hometown hero there. So everybody watched that because they're like, are they bringing Punk back? And they did. End of the show, he showed up, walked out. He's like, I'm back. And then it's like, cool. Seth Rollins flipped him off and said, I'm going to fuck you up. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. But I love it. It's just like, I would love to legitimately be spoiled or legitimately be surprised. Every now mm. and then, and some times they have done it. Uh, sometimes, but like being somebody who watches so much wrestling and talks about so much wrestling, I, we're in the know about like how booking minds think and how companies work their watchers now. Where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to turn my brain off a little bit to enjoy mm. this for the well, spectacle. If you, well, if you ever want someone to be shocked and surprised about something wrestling. You know how to reach me. We have <laughs> one pay per view. 
we have one pay-per-view coming out at the end of December. It's the big year. It's probably what we're going to be considering like the big season finale of AEW. And I'll be um, watching that. I'll be watching that in our Discord. So Okay. That's a world's end. So that'll be our last uh, episode for the year too for a square triangle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I said before we got off of that tangent, like wrestling's in a good place. Like if you like a certain show, watch it. Like you don't have to go and shit on yuck somebody else's yums. Yeah. You just go watch, go watch what you like. Absolutely. That's the thing, it's like the tribalism so bad in wrestling. But my company's the best, your company sucks, and it's like and we're sitting here like that the meme of like, wow, two cakes. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like <laughs> It's like, I have a cake. I hate cake. And we're just, wow, two cakes. <laughs> like, we're watching two <laughs> different shows because wrestling's in a fantastic place right now. But, uh, yeah, Haley, so everything that we talked about, uh, do you understand wrestling a little bit better or are you just more surprised? <laughs> I learned that um, there probably should be some better oversight in the industry and better rights for well, there workers. Is. There is now. It's just the fact that they're I mean, they're still considered being, independent contractors, and I that's, don't think that that's will ever, something I'm going to be exploring. I don't think that will ever change. You have, unionize, to, you have to unionize, probably. But AEW is doing good. They're actually employing wrestlers to work for them, not just contracting them out. I also learned that Dom is baby girl, and <laughs> if that's controversial, I don't want to be correct, <laughs> and I can't go to a live show because I would be excited to see him, and I'd probably get punched in the face. <laughs> or just called, like, oh, you're just a simp, and I'd be like, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely take uh, your, your husband with you. <laughs> I just think we'll watch on the TV. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll watch the TikToks. I'll stick on TikTok for now. It's not a not quite a safe enough space for me to reach my true baby girl dreams. <laughs> yeah. Without context uh, goes to the wrestling show. Yep. Without oh context. My God. But yeah, wrestling is fun. Uh, I I'll so have to actually watch people fight at some point, but wrestling that point is get not there. now. Wrestling, I think it's at its best when it knows that it's fake. And it's just like, just embrace the fantasy of it, you know? If you have mm. a guy who can, if you have a wrestler who can spit a poison mist into their opponent's face, like that's just when I'm like, I love this fucking sport. It's so funny. <laughs> it's like, you could figure out a way to finagle that, but I digress. We need to wrap up the show. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Without, pod, without podcast context. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this is uh, our last one for the year. I uh, hope everybody, again, has a good holiday season and a good and safe Happy New Year's. Uh, we'll be back at some point in January with this show, hopefully on a more regular basis. I know we've missed a bunch of episodes over the last few months, but life has just kind of been all over the place. Uh, we're all adults with working jobs. Yeah, and Square Triangle only happens whenever an event happens, so it's that one's understandable. But we're going to try to be back more regularly uh, with more conversations and stuff like that. So thank you all for joining us for, I believe, our second year of this podcast. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, I believe it's our second year, right? Yeah, we, we started right before I started my current job, which would have been middle of 2022, and here we are at the end of 2023, so year yeah. two, baby. Wild. Year two of the <laughs> year two of the Without Context podcast. Looks like we made it. 
Look how far we've come, my baby. Solid choice of Shania Twain. <laughs> <laughs> we might have took the long way. <laughs> anyway, before we get YMCA'd. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> YMCA'd. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thanks for watching. We'll see, you all, we'll see you all in 2024. Mommy's always on top. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Without Context podcast. If you want more content, please follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash at WC Network. If you want updates on the show, follow us on our Twitter at WC Pod Network. Additionally, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for the Without Context Podcast.